This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani. Well, as we've been talking about all morning, Elon Musk said that his $44 billion offer for Twitter would not move forward until Twitter proves that less than 5% of all of its total users are fake. But, you know, Musk, I got to give him credit. He has courage, right? And that is something that is lacking among a lot of people, except for you, of course, John Katzmatidis, and people in the public arena. He's actually been very vocal about Twitter needs to be an open platform for people to share all of their ideas and their feelings and their political beliefs. And even though he admits that he's been overly he's voted overly democrat his entire life he's been very critical of the biden administration he was basically saying in a podcast recently that biden's build back better is basically bankrupting america because think about it that's what they're doing the biden administration just keeps printing money without any revenue coming in and that's what venezuela did and its inflation reached a staggering 66 thousand percent 66 thousand percent in 2018 so musk says we're on the path to venezuela Um, he also said in this podcast recently that he believes the biden administration is overly controlled by the unions and he also believes that whoever controls the teleprompter is basically controlling the white house take Mm. a listen to hear what he said about the president the the real president is whoever controls the teleprompter like it's like the, the the path to power is the path to the teleprompter, you know. Like what? Because what, that then he just reads the teleprompter. So you know, I, I do feel like like if, if somebody would accidentally lean on the lean on the teleprompter, it's going to be like Anchorman. It's going to be like QQQ ASDF one two three, you know, type of thing. And Lydia, oh, Anchorman, you, know, uh, you remember that? You know Frank Frank that that movie Anchorman, Ron Burgundy. Yeah, he, I'm Frank know, Moreno? Question mark. Um, so <laughs> the uh, Elon Musk, uh, John speculated a little while ago that this could be a ploy to drive down the purchase price of Twitter. So this way he might still end up with the company, but he might end up with it for thirty four, thirty five billion, or something even lower than that instead of forty four billion. What are you hearing about that? That this could all be an attempt to drive down the price i think that's a hundred percent he's a brilliant businessman he doesn't become a billionaire like john you know overnight it's because he's wheeling and dealing but i do believe that a a much larger percentage than five percent if you look at people's twitter followers you see that they have like a half a million a million and meanwhile the engagement is so low that's how you know when you have bots even on instagram all of these influencers all of these political figures you name it they buy followers I don't buy followers. I mean, you could tell. I you could see. I have what I think. There like are people out there selling followers. Yes. Wow. Yes. But you can tell when it's fake because of the engagement. If you get no retweets, if you don't get any likes. And so how do you, I do think how do you that sell, large How do you sell a fake. follower? How does no. that work? Well, I'm for sale. If anybody wants to give me twenty bucks, I'll follow them on Twitter any which way. It happens. It happens, Judge. It, it, happens. it happens. So I, I appreciate Elon Musk, but I do believe. Who do you think, Frank Morano? I'll pose this question to you guys in the studio. Frank Morano, John Katzmatidis, and the judge and George. 
who is in control of the White House? Because I do believe that anything that would pop up on that teleprompter, I believe Biden would actually read it. I think I, I he is that I had dinner last suit. night with a, a person in the know in the Democratic Party, no names mentioned and no positions mentioned. mentioned. And uh, this guy is very, very high up in the Democratic Party. And he is very, very concerned about what's going on in the White House of who really is calling the shots. I mean, Joe Biden's, uh, President Biden's uh, mouth is moving. He does read the teleprompter. But who is directing him? And it's a concern by all Americans. And look, the President of the United States, you know, I know Joe Biden for 40 years. I mean, if I saw him in the street and he saw me, he'll come over and give me a hug. But the Joe Biden I knew from 20 years ago, and Altamato said the same thing, is not the Joe Biden of today. And and I'm concerned as an American citizen, as a person that loves America, because everything has happened in the last uh, 12 months, 14 months. Americans lose. Somebody else wins. And a far, it's foreigners that are winning. It's not Americans. I can understand if, if capitalism, some Americans win, some Americans lose. But it's Americans losing and the foreigners winning. So uh, enough is enough, guys. You mentioned, uh, Lydia, Elon Musk's criticisms of uh, President Biden. Apparently, uh, Elon Musk is not the only uh, billionaire that Joe Biden is feuding with this week. <laughs> uh, Jeff Bezos, another one of the world's richest men, uh, head of the head of Amazon and everything, yeah. everything else, practically. Uh, he was very critical of the statements that the Biden White House was making on inflation. I have to think it's unwise to pick a fight with both Bezos and Elon Musk at this juncture. And John Katzmatidis at this point. Well, I, mean, John, I love a good fight. John will be friends you know, with, with everybody eventually. When all eventually. the department meets and they say, well, they might sue you. I said, please, please let them do it. <laughs> you know, you have the White House. They're obsessed with ideology. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. The new White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre. Karine Jean-Pierre. Clearly, she even said it yesterday during her first uh White House press briefing as the official White House press secretary that the, she's here because she's black, she's a lesbian. What else did she say? She's an immigrant and representation uh, matters. All the, all a, the check marks hit. All the check marks, but that hurts actual other women and other minorities because you don't want people saying, well, she just got that job because she's a woman. She got it or he got it because he's black. Like, why not just base it on the merits? Then yes, I well, put we just the- want qualified people. I don't care what your skin color is. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. We just want it on the merit. She has no credibility to the larger American audience because she's obviously no. a total partisan, totally ideological she well, always goes to the race card. Is, is How it, does she speak for this country? Isn't anybody that's going to be in that job going to be a partisan, though? Was not Jen like, Psaki not was like, a partisan. No, Jen Psaki is one thing, but this is even worse than Jen Psaki. This is even worse. I put it together a little snippet of what she has said about Trump and about Republicans in general. Take a listen. Racism, sexism, misogyny, all of that, homophobia, xenophobia, we, we connected to Donald Trump, but it existed before Donald Trump. Fox News was racist before coronavirus. They are racist during the coronavirus. Fox News will be racist after the coronavirus. Racism has, was, bef- was here before Donald Trump, and it's, uh, sadly, it will be here after okay. Donald Trump. It walks like a racist, talks like a racist, acts like a racist. It is a racist. And we have a racist president in the White House who really pushes his racism. Racism like a peacock. 
I, it could go on and on. I mean, and look what she says about Fox News, and she's a White House press secretary. How can she be, you know, fair to them? How could she be fair to Fox when look how she slams them and calls them a racist organization? It's going to be very interesting to see how the Fox News reporters interact with her. I mean, we saw Peter Ducey and Jen Psaki go back and forth. We'll look forward to seeing what this one does. You could hear Lydia Serrani each and every afternoon alongside many of the people in this room as part of the uh, Cats at Night show. Lydia, great stuff. Thanks so much. Who are we going to have on tonight, John, for Cats at Night? We'll we'll figure that out by 4 o'clock. (laughs) <laughs> we're still working on who we're going to get on this show next hour. We're figuring out 9 o'clock right now. Exactly. Uh, Lydia Serrano, uh, follow her on Twitter, at Lydia News, uh, whether you're a bot or a real person. All right, traffic and sports coming up next. Uh, Judge Richard Weinberg is here. George Venizelos is here. John Katzmatidis is here. I'm Frank Morano. We'll talk with uh, Republican candidate for governor Lee Zeldin in just a moment.